even remember everybody that got released this week. What was it? It was the uh, Arturo Ruiz, Marina Shafir, Killian Dane, Tino Sabatelli, Sunil and Samir Singh of the Bollywood Boys, Kurt Stallion, Fondango, Tyler Breeze, Arya Davari, Tony Nese, August Gray, Chase Parker, Matt Fardell. We didn't start the fire. Isn't this the second time that Tino Sabatelli got released? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Oh, God. Because he got brought back because he he was on uh, AEW, and then he released spoilers, and then they were like, you're never working for us again, and then WWE oh, no. picked him back up. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling, and I'm apparently the best bout machine, Scotty Moore. <laughs> uh, I um, I oh, you ain't got shit this week, nothing, huh? No, I ain't got shit this week. This is we took off last week because uh, you know what? I am the guy that skipped last week, Blake Tanner, and forced the show to go cancel. Yeah, I'm the boy with the best facial hair, the Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, got better facial hair than it me. It was also because you. It was a Blake's not here, and then also there's no fucking news. Like it was very light last week, and then they heard you, and then everything went bad. <laughs> and then the company said, "Get rid of everybody. Give them some news." Nick Khan. Nick Khan is the biggest. Is like the biggest douche in professional wrestling currently. Oh yeah, you saw where where he was like, I don't care how long they've been here. I don't care if they're involved in anything. Like that was the thing with Braun. They because they offered Braun such a big contract that Nick Khan looked at it and said, "You're not worth this much." Bye, and then released him. Yeah, it's this weird thing where, like, on the one hand, from a company standpoint, like, I understand. But on another hand, the type of company you're in, like, you can't get away with that for very long. Yeah. Nick Khan's not one of the boys is what you're saying. Well, no, they purposely brought him in because he wasn't one of the boys He could make the douchey decisions that nobody else wanted to make. However, given that you have competition now... Yeah. And, like... Your 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 uh, recruits have options. You're willingly telling them like, "Hey, listen, um, we're willing to like on a moment's notice, regardless of what you have, treat you like a number." Yeah. Yes. Because you know what? That is that is what that company does. We are talking about them without talking about them. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, great. I hate it. Um, yeah, the uh, I don't, but yeah, the, the iconics talked about it. They were on uh, oral sessions, which I really, I'm probably gonna listen to that tonight at the gym. Uh, Billy, of course, was the first one to realize. She said, "I think I was the first one that got called because my tweet was the first one to hit Twitter. I was literally having lunch. I was about to get a spray tan. I saw my phone ring. I thought maybe the schedule changed or I had to do something. Thought it was work related. And then they said we're going to release you. I was holding the phone and like." Knowing the history of the Iconics and everything they went through of like literally packing their bags, moving across the actual globe for just, yeah, we're going to release you from your contract. Um, Billy went on or McKay went on to say, I was speechless. I said, this is a lot. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> fucking um, Sean Spears was the one who broke the news to um, 
well, fuck, why can't it? But Peyton, that's who uh, broke the news. He goes, uh, I walked out, my husband, oh, wait, no, this was a, uh, here we go. She goes, I was in the middle of a massage in my bedroom. Great timing. Husband walks in, says, I think you should look at your phone. I look on my phone. I see a text from Jess saying I just got released and I had a missed call from work and uh, a text saying call me. So I said, well, I'm done. Tried to call back. There was no answer. And then Sean and I sat on the couch just waiting for the call to come back. And then we just ended up crying for two hours. And like those two are so fucking passionate about pro wrestling. Like it's insane. It just just that is heartbreaking. Like the fact that. Uh, the fact that it could happen to you at a moment's notice, especially, like, I mean, y- y- the fact that they don't care about mm-hmm. what's going on really just shows the fact that, like, they don't care about who's wrestling in that company anymore. All they care about is the company, yeah. like, exists. Uh, another thing they went on to say was they can't wrestle right now because they're in America. Like, they have a life here, but they don't have a green card without WWE, so they cannot work. It's bullshit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for you to be like, so, uh, you want to hear some fucked up shit about Cody Rhodes' kid's name? Oh, I thought we were going to use that as the cold open. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to cold open with all the releases because we got it. We got to get those in there. But yeah, it's such a shame. That's such a shame. Oh, you're not going to tell the story again. You're like, I did it before the show. Never again. No, no, no. Yeah, I did it before the show. Yeah, we missed that by not going last week. I was really looking forward to the cold open of us just 30 minutes of us just ripping the shit out of Cody Rhodes for naming his kid Liberty, which is I can't wait till his son is born soon and he names him Bald Eagle. Bald Eagle. Like, I'm not here to yuck the man's yums. You can name a child whatever you want, literally. And I I understand where Cody's coming. No, no. But if you look at the picture that was... So this is current news. The picture released of Liberty, like, they did a lovely photo shoot of Brandy, Cody, and Liberty. Literally, Liberty's face looks like... Who the fuck let this white man name me Liberty? Because that's exactly what her face is. Like I I said before, um, Liberty Runnels. Like, like if you tell somebody that's your name, they're going to look at you like, your dad's white, isn't he? Liberty (laughs) Runnels is a hate crime of a name. (laughs) (laughs) Liberty Runnels. Liberty Runnels looks like you. I know what your dad votes. (laughs) I am almost... Positive that, like, at some point, it, she's just gonna go by Iris. Oh, without like, a doubt, Iris is coming. It's gonna be Iris. Iris Runnels isn't bad. Oh, yeah. Lib- yeah fucking Runnels, though. Pretty Runnels. And uh, we'd like to announce the birth of our first son, uh, George Washington <laughs> Runnels. <laughs> this is my child, Declaration of Independence Runnels. <laughs> Uh, in other news from last week that was just way too ridiculous to not talk about, MJF is officially the first pro wrestler to have his own cryptocurrency. I don't fucking know why. I don't, because he's See, better than you and you know it. Oh shit, you can, if you buy MJF cryptocurrency, you get shit. So you can get like stickers or a personalized video would we like to guess the worth of a single MJF coin right now? Uh, uh, 0.0005 cents. Okay. 
I uh, I will say um, point whatever double that. Okay. Uh, no, you're both wrong. Three fucking dollars. Which what? Is- <laughs> MJF coin worth more than Doge coin. <laughs> All right. You fucking wet Jesus Christ. How is he doing? He's oh. MJF's fucking pumping and dumping, isn't he? He's gonna make a butt ton of money off of this crypto, and he's gonna. He is gonna. One day he's gonna sell all of it, drop the price, make it worthless, get a bunch of money. He'll move. He'll move to hell, pump your crypto up super high, and then sell it all, and then brag about how much money you made off of all of us. He'll move. Uh, right now, 2,000 people have supported MJF coin, and that's apparently enough to rally this thing up to $3. Uh, it's using a company called Rally that basically is a cryptocurrency, but it also is decent for the environment. It's not that shitty. It's eco-friendly. And apparently they just let you make cryptocurrency if you're a person of some worth. And apparently that oh. works. <laughs> oh. How did you Alrighty hear then. about Rally from another creator named MJF? I live in Alabama. Our name is Fight Boys. Our main social media platform is t- uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, our name is Fight Boys. Yes, it is spelled with a Z. Thank you. How large um, is your audience? Don't ask that, bud. <laughs> Don't ask in this India, in America or America. <laughs> We're big in it. Okay, what's the name of our coin? <laughs> you guys talk about the rest of the news. I'm dealing with this. Oh God, what's next? Um. So, um. By the way, uh. By the way, Kenny Omega has your old facial hair. Uh, oh has- yeah. Yeah, he doesn't he, have your current facial hair. Yeah, this was rocking, a mistake. Yeah, you're you're rocking halfway between your old facial hair and your old middle aged bus driver look. <laughs> what had happened was Mother or Father's Day came by and I said I don't look enough like a dad, so I just shaved a like just a mustache, and my wife hated me for it, and I'm now <laughs> keeping it out of spite. It's where I'm at right now. It's just a singular mustache, so I've got the Matt Jackson right now. I got so, the Matt Jackson. Boy, oh, it's God. it's asking what people will receive for buying our coin, and I just said attention. I don't think they're going to get back to us, guys. I don't think we're going to be the first podcast of the cryptocurrency. It says here Jungle Boy is the first to 50, and I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, Jungle Boy is the first AEW superstar to rack up 50 victories in their entire tenure at uh, AEW. He is the first one to 50, which is one of the cool things. He also racked up dating Anna Jay, so... uh... Props, big props, bigger than the like AEW I said, the, championship. The first thing I noticed about that picture that went viral is you can clearly see him grabbing Anna Jay's ass, and I'm <laughs> just like, listen, I would too, but like, holy shit, dude, be less obvious. She's wearing leather pants. It's super, super it's noticeable. Like, you got the fucking iron claw locked in. Like, know, dude, hold dude. off. That, shit, that shit's almost going Magnum. Like he's. <laughs> He had the Magna Claw. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know, good for them. They both have fabulous hair. I hope they give each other tips. Um, 
<laughs> they do both have fabulous hair in very different ways. Yeah. It's debatable uh, which one of them potentially looks better naked. Uh, <laughs> Jungle Boy. Truth. Yeah. It's Jungle Boy. Don't lie. Well, we already see, like, Jungle Boy half naked most of the time anyway. Don't complain, Blake Tanner. They'll make you <laughs> stop. I'm just saying there's very little left to the imagination with Jungle Boy, so the, you kind of so, get a better idea. Stupid, so one, sexy Jungle Boy. So the one thing I noticed uh, while watching AEW with, uh, with Allie is um so like you know a lot of a lot of uh wrestling camera you know it's just like oh gratuitous like oh yeah wait a close up do a close-up of their ass or like their boobs or whatever aew their cameraman equal opportunity perverts oh, i yeah. have gotten way too much eye full of dick like <laughs> way too much i full of everything on there i'm just like equal opportunity somebody is a fan of just like there's one bi person back there that's just like everything they deserve to see everything <laughs> everything it's like, and um you know yeah so good. so that couple that couple by man like if if they become an on-screen thing congratulations camera people that is that is a field day that's that a bisexual's well dream oh. right there yeah <laughs> Uh, also, they are finally, of course, as Dylan has predicted numerous times, pulling the trigger on Kenny versus Hangman. But I love the direction, which is Hangman does not want to fight Kenny Omega. And the Dark Order are like, you can do it. It's great. And he's like, stop making challenges for me. Sweet Christ. Do it, Kenny. And I, or, I'm I really, sorry. I dude. liked I liked the way they did it, which Uvi Luna was like, you know, when I lost my TNT title match, you celebrated my attempt. And like, hang on, I was like, you know what I said? said like, we said we'd have your back. Like, we'd always be in this together. And like, yeah. like, Alex Reynolds, you've waited long enough. It's your time. Like, this is weird. Like, it seemed super campy and rehearsed, yet at the same time sincere it yeah. was so good. I love it's it. It's what the I, Dark Order does best. I, I love the Dark Order yeah. so much. And Kenny's playing the perfect foil because, of course, they came out and Kenny's like, none of you are worth challenging me. And they said, well, we know someone who is. And Kenny straight up perfect. This is probably one of my favorite heel things he's done because it wasn't goofy Kenny heel. It was just if it, you, who you're talking about is who I think you're talking about, you shouldn't speak for him. And if you talking about who I know you're talking about, he doesn't want to fight me. Boom. Mic drop perfect there. I like I've already you know, the beat best him. part was was he doesn't believe he's worthy to hold that me like holds up the championship. And I was just like, uh so um the question is please tell me they're doing this at at all out and they're not gonna pull this trigger early because that means hangman's gonna lose and I was wrong and I hate being wrong. Yeah it's gonna suck if hangman loses. The world will I, end. I like, just I don't want them imagine. to put the title on like Darby. Yeah. Oh, I I can't imagine like that they would do all of this long term build up to not pull the trigger when they are like really getting their steam back to have a really good baby face going into the end of twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. I no, mean they, they they could have him lose. And then Redemption Angle beat him later, which may be what happens, but... Nah, nah, I really think... So, like, the build for this, because, like, Fighter Fest is in three weeks, I doubt they'll do it there. Yeah. So that would leave All Out. Like, I think just Kenny is just like, no, 
between there or they'll they'll have a match it'll be a fuck finish and then tony khan or like somebody will be like no 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 we're doing this for real all out mm-hmm. and like yeah then that's a they, pay-per-view match yeah if they don't have the blow off at all out or double or nothing like one of those two shows which are just like their biggest shows basically then i think it needs to be all out because it would be the quote-unquote two-year anniversary of hangman failing basically what sent hangman into this spiral started at all out two years ago it ends now so uh yeah if you guys aren't coming with me i'm gonna go to all out with Allie um because i don't want to miss this Tickets are on sale pretty soon. I think they're on sale this Friday, so. No, they're, it, it's a little later than that. Let me make sure, because I think I said uh, it, it's, well, uh, while I do this, Dylan, talk about New Japan. <laughs> talk about New Japan. Uh, what do you want me to talk about? I unfortunately, like I said, I don't even have New Japan World at the moment. Like, I Oh, have, no. Yeah, I, I haven't had New Japan World for a while. I unfortunately gave it up in February to focus on my studies and I haven't picked it back up uh, yeah, yeah. in a while. I was going to pick it back up whenever uh, the G1 came around. I might have to pick it up earlier for that Tokyo Dome show. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I know I know Ishimori and uh, El Fantasmo uh, got the junior belts back. It really is getting to the point where either New Japan has to bring in a bunch of new juniors to the company, or they just have to combine all the junior and heavyweight belts. Because, like, it's just the same things. It's a lot. It's a lot of the same people, and it's it's getting Uh old. It's getting old. So, I mean, like, best of the super juniors happens, and you're just like, holy shit, there's a lot of, there's a lot of junior heavyweights, if you count everybody. And then, like, the tag, tag things happen, and you're just like, where the fuck did all the people go? (laughs) I just want there to be more people tag, that's all. I just want more tag champions. I do like that El Phantasmos thing now, is he has a, he has a loaded boot. Oh, cool. So, like, he stepped on, I think it was uh, Show's foot. Yeah, Show yeah. foot. And, like, oh, and then he, like, loaded super kicked him. And that was how they got the win. That rules. Because uh, ELP is, is just fucking hilarious. I don't know. Bullet Club is in this weird place now. Just New Japan's in this weird place now. And... I don't know. I'm I'm waiting to see how it turns out. Like I said, I feel like the G1 will be a good uh, a good litmus test for where they're going in the future, because the pandemic fucked up everything, and then they decided to combine the Intercontinental Heavyweight Titles, and that still hasn't been well received. Even though now that it's on uh, now that it's on Shingo, people are just like, "Whoa, okay, this guy," because everybody's behind Shingo Takagi. That man has street cred for days in the Japanese wrestling scene, in the international wrestling scene. So, like, that's good. So, depending on how good his match with uh, Obushi is at the Tokyo Dome, will, honestly, I believe, make or break the IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So, oh, I'm wow. really I'm really excited to see how that pay-per-view goes. Yeah, well, because it's, uh, it's an experiment. They, they took out one of the most storied, two of the most storied championships in all of Japanese wrestling to like announce that hey we're a world like a a world competitor now like we're not 
It's not about intercontinental. It's not about Japan. Like we are on the world stage. We are one of the best. And so they made that new belt. So they like, they sacrificed their history to try to focus on their present. And like, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Like, and it's, is it, is it going, is it going to pay off? Cause they, they elevated the never open way championship from being like the, the heavy hitter championship to being like the secondary belt. And that's been a hard transition. Cause like, look at the lineage of the never open way championship. You got like Togi Makabe. That belt was basically defined by Tomohiro Ishii, the best brawler of the last decade when it comes to pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, and now you're going to try to put it on Tanahashi and fucking Jay White and be like, this is the second belt. And it's just, it's a hard sell. Everything they're doing is a hard sell. So I feel like the G1 is really where they'll cement where everything is. I think they bring in, they bring in Mox, they bring in the US Championship, they redefine where that is in the company. They bring in uh, the strong champion, uh, whether that is uh, Dirty Tom Lawler or whoever else, because they made a whole Openweight Championship for their U.S. show. I feel like they bring that in for the G1 uh, yeah. to find where that is based on where the overall ranking. Basically, the G1, the end standings of that is where you know where every championship is in the company, wherever where it lays. Yeah, is. yeah uh, that's the lay uh, of the land. And since they shook everything up and they moved the G1 back because of the Olympics, they're in this weird limbo. So the Tokyo Dome show is like the start of it, but like when the G1 hits, I feel like that's where we'll get the lay of the land. We can start moving on from there. Uh, that went on way too long. I apologize. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, good. It, no, I'm that four, was perfect. That was exactly what in, I expected. Man. I could talk uh, about New Japan for days. Here's the thing. Yeah, uh, even you were saying, like, you were trepidatious about what you were going to talk about, and you just found it. <laughs> you just, as soon as you got in there, it just opened up like a, the flood. Here's the thing. I'm happy you went long because it took me so fucking long to find out when all out tickets went on sale. I was like, Twitter? It's not here. Facebook? The website? No, I had to pull up youtube tv to watch aew while you were talking uh july 9th so not this friday but next friday they go on sale uh also good brothers are coming back to new japan aren't they uh yeah there's some kind of a uh, tag team turmoil thing i think it's taking place in japan uh, i don't know the it, details it looks like it it's gonna be, be i think it might be on uh, new japan strong so their yeah. u.s show it's it's on uh, strong so it's uh yeah. it's the first round matchups are clark connors and tjp versus good brothers good brothers probably taking that la dojo versus west coast wrecking crew which is it looks like a bunch of young boys yuji nagata and ren narita versus fred yihai and wheeler yuda which i'm actually really excited to see yuda in new japan and then finally violence unlimited versus team filthy which is J.R. Kratos and Danny Limelight versus Brody King and uh, Chris Dickinson. This actually Chris, looks pretty fucking Brody good. Brody King and Chris Dickinson is like the team to watch because that is two people who do not fucking care. That's uh, two so, big boys. So uh, here's here's the thing. Second, uh, We didn't get to it. Uh, it wasn't even my heel of the week. It's just a second thing. So Carl Anderson's finisher now is a uh, top rope jumping like neck breaker which is called the stun gun uh because he can't do gun stun because you know randy orton and i hate it i hate it with all my heart and soul it's is wrong it, it's is it wrong. just a cutter off the top rope no no it's a neck breaker like he jumping neck like jumping grabs a neck from the top grabs a neck breaker bam 
That sucks. Yeah. That's, that's real bad. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very weird. Here, hold I on. I, that, I would have preferred if he brought back the too bad kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Triple A is announcing more stuff for Triple Mania. Uh, I didn't know how fucking insane Triple Mania is. Oh, until- my God. You have uh, not been paying attention. Holy at- shit. I didn't realize Marvel had a Lucha Libre deal with AAA, and last year Venom and Thanos fought Spider-Man and Captain America. That was the Triple Mania. That was that was at their last pay-per-view. Uh, let's see. It says the first mar- match was uh, held at Triple Mania in 2020, which featured Terra Purpura, which is Thanos, who was Brian Cage. Venom, who was Black Taurus, Spider-Man, who was played by Leo Rush, and Captain America, who was Daga. Uh, let's see. But then, in addition, we've got Psycho Clown versus Rey Scorpion, Andrade versus Kenny, which is probably where Kenny's dropping, Diana versus Fabio Pache, and then just a whole lot of other stuff. I don't... Wait, is, uh, Elf... Elf... No. El Heiko... No. Uh, El Hio de... Viking, like, you know. I don't see him. Because that man is insane. I need (laughs) that man on a national. That man does shit that people shouldn't do in Lucha Libre. That man hit a, what was it, a 450? Bouncing from the bottom rope on the outside. (laughs) Holy absolute shit. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Wait, the ramp. So you know how the ramp on on AEW is, like, at flush? He ran on that jumped over over 450 oh okay i El thought you what is he like made of yeah. paper i that man does shit that i've never seen <laughs> never never that man i don't know he may like him and Fe- like he is like phoenix but somehow more yeah yeah, yeah. holy shit <laughs> yeah i'm I, we i may watch triple mania this year cuz i mean they like their- normally stream it on twitch Oh, okay, cool. Then I'll probably check that out. And also, you need to check out patreon.com slash load of BS. Give us money. Dylan, who are we tweeting? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, give us, shit. Give us This is where money. we are, huh? Jesus Christ. Can we tweet the young bu- Uh No, can we tweet uh, Kenny and then post a picture of Triple H with his, uh, with his like, evolution facial hair and be like, was this what you were going for? Or is this just a coincidence? All right, start that again. So uh, you, you, cut you tweet a picture at Kenny of Triple H and like you know the tooth like with the 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 handlebar that basically the facial hair that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just tweet that at him and be uh, be like coincidence. I think not. <laughs> coincidence. Hashtag hashtag get the shovel. <laughs> All right, let me find it. Uh, while I do that, why don't you guys get into your heels of the week? Love it. I don't, I just really want to just watch Kenny talk with this facial hair again. It's real good facial up. hair, ain't it? Uh, there's just something so interesting about it. Because half the time it looks like it's penciled on. I'm gonna tell my kids this was Kenny Omega. No, it's not. <laughs> just... So, uh, I, uh, I know it's not because he had that beard back when he was the cleaner originally, but I, I understand your, uh, your feeling. I'll go first. Yeah, you go on. So, um, we talked about Brian Pillman Jr. earlier. 
And uh, I hate the Varsity Blondes <laughs> based solely off their gimmick. So I would their love gimmick is for one day me and Blake to just run down the AEW dark roster and just see hates them, might like them, thinks their work's great, but hates their gimmick, and just like try to figure out your thoughts on all of AEW's wrestlers. Yeah. So uh, they're the number one ranked tag team. They Still? faced Yeah, so they're the number one. They faced no one of note at all, period. I think the, the most of note tag team they faced was uh, Chaos Project, and they're a jobber tag team now. Uh, their gimmick, their gimmick is literally an 80s throwback varsity squad. They Pretty were much, both born yeah. in the 90s. Uh <laughs> Their their cheerleader was born in the 2000s. I have some questions. <laughs> um, they are the definition of white meat, nothing baby faces. They have no personality. Their finisher is like Brian Pillman's finisher is a springboard clothesline. That is the most 80s boring bullshit I've ever heard. Imagine if the phenomenal forearm had less like personality. You remember when Brian Pillman Jr. was cool as shit at Double or Nothing and had, like, the big-ass mullet, and we were so excited. He still has the mullet. Yeah, but he doesn't have the aesthetic to go with it now. It's because he's not hanging around Teddy Hart Jr. Him, he doesn't. He's not wearing silk shirts for no reason and dress pants with, like, Miami Vice shoes. I loved that, though. That was my shit. I know, I know, but now he does this, and, like, I just... (laughs) He does JoJo poses. Yeah, I just, like, I understand it. People people root for them, they're baby faces, they're good baby faces, they're wholesome, they're whatever. They suck in terms of gimmick. Their gimmick is terrible. Their their work is, is fine, they both have great futures ahead of them from what i can tell brian pillman jr's match against miro was very like sound it was a very sound match julia hart's apparently only been wrestling for like fucking i don't know like two years and is doing great however having them as the number one tag team is ridiculous um, the Gun Club is undefeated. Did you know that? Every iteration of the Gun Club is undefeated. Not a single Ooh. one of those fuckers is taking the tag Ooh, team. Ooh, that sucks. Wow. That's a rough not one. A single, not a single one of them. They've never been ranked. Period. That's Ever. What, see, the thing is, like, that. what you're saying about Varsity Blondes is how I thought about Jurassic Express in the beginning. They need just, like, something to give them an edge or, like, a definition, because at least... Jurassic Express has a fucking dinosaur and Jungle Boy, so they've got like something and Marco to make. Marco Stunt, them... don't forget Marco Stunt. And, they have, and, they, and the, if you need somebody to be yeeted, we've got it. If you need a dinosaur, we got it. If you need a wonderful, wonderful wrestler in the making, we got it. Yeah. If you need a sexy man with like long hair, technically all of them, depending on what your definition of sexy is. And then uh, Tarzan Boy, like, that tipped them over the edge to where fucking superstars now. Yeah. If you need somebody who can put on the iron claw and just really hold you tight like you want, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the Varsity Blondes are just, 
Like, I just, I, I have, every time they're on AEW Dark or Elevation, like, I watch them and I go, why should I care? They got one, two, not, three. They're not kid. like Matt Hardy in Private Party, where I was just like, I can't watch this because my girlfriend hates Matt Hardy. Yeah. Too much to watch, uh, which is understandable. At this point, he's almost insufferable. It's kind of <laughs> like Vicky, where it's just like, you're doing your job too well. I don't even want to watch you. Um, yeah, Varsity Blondes, they've got the one, two, three kid itis, which is just, hey, little bitch. That's all they are. Just two little bitches coming down to the ring. Uh, now, hey, little bitch squad hey, incoming. Little, little bitch. Now on to uh, my heel of the week. And but before I can talk about the heel, I do have to talk about the good, which is when Eddie Kingston got a live microphone in front of an audience and just decided to have a little fun. Hell yeah. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Kingston said as the crowd cheered, because the competition sometimes doesn't want to hear their fans. Oh, I'm guess I'm burning another bridge. Surprise. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, AEW cares about their fans. We're not here to get ourselves a paycheck. We're here every week with you people. Without you people, doesn't matter. We come out here, we bust our asses because we love pro wrestling. You just saw a match between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy that you will not see anywhere else. You will not see legends who are respected on the other channel. You will not see people like me and Penta on the other channel, and you will not see the heart that everybody in that locker room has on the other channel. Ladies and gentlemen, I was supposed to send you happy, but I'm speaking from my heart. The bottom line is this. We are AEW. We will see you Wednesday, and we want to hear you. Great send-off, in my opinion. Great rallying cry to unite everybody behind AEW moving forward, because, like, it's legit when you look at certain content from the company, you can see where people's passions have been kind of crushed. Like, you saw it with Moxley, you saw it with Punk, you saw it with a bunch of people who ended up leaving. It's like, just gets their soul crushed, and then once they get released, it's like a brand new thing arises from that, because they get their passion back. So, like, I get where he was coming from. Yeah, especially, like, uh, Eddie may not have, like, experienced it himself, but he's been around enough people that have experienced how soul-crushing it can be. Well, fuck you, Blake, that doesn't matter to me, because my name is Bully Ray, and I'm Heel of the Week. Oh, um, God, it was only a matter of time before Bully Ray came back to the Heel of the Week, huh? Now, I will say he began with, I love Eddie to death. If I was having promo wars and I was the captain of the team and somebody says, you got to pick one person, I'd pick Eddie. But in this case, Eddie needs to shut the fuck up and stay in his lane. What a rise. What a rise there quickly. <laughs> Eddie okay. Kingston will meet you in the parking lot of your own home, Bully Ray. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Eddie, Kingston, Eddie Kingston will meet you at the local McDonald's parking lot. That is, Eddie Kingston will stab you with yeah. a french fry. Well, the that bizarre is... thing, the bizarre thing is the fact that it's, it, it wasn't because Eddie was saying, fuck a WWE. It's because he never worked for WWE. He goes, you were the indie guy for the majority of your career until this company took a chance on you. You've learned to love it and everything about it. Don't take the easy way out and knock WWE. If Cody wants to destroy a throne, I get it. If Jericho wants to say, fuck you, I get it. But Eddie, there's no reason for him to say that stuff. Yes, there is. <laughs> 
John Moxley has entered the chat. One of Eddie Kingston's <laughs> well, no, no, best no. friends. No, the, his thing is, if you haven't worked for WWE, you have no right to uh, criticize Compl- WWE, which is horseshit. Yeah. And, like, I... Like I, I said, you... time somebody tells somebody else to stay in their lane in pro wrestling. Shut the fuck up, Jim Cornette. Go suck a dick. One of my favorite analogies is that I don't need to be a baker to tell you that your bread fucking sucks, my dude. That is the sa- the same like logic applies here. If you don't like it, you can say you don't like it. Well, I mean, not only that, it is also a thing of, like, uh, people are like, oh, but Eddie's coming after the other locker room for not having passion, for not having this, for not having that. I'm like, they don't. Like, with the exception of guys like The New Day, who I think is pretty high up there, probably Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, maybe AJ, most people in that company don't really seem to have any passion for what they're doing when they come out. It it does seem like that kind of let me get a paycheck and leave thing. And that's just going off visuals and what I see on TV and the effort I see being put in. But I might be wrong. But like like I said, you can feel if somebody's not in it. Yeah. And it's easy, like, it's easier to tell because it is, um, when you're, when you're beat down for long enough, you either, uh, leave or you accept it which i think is what's happened a lot in um in the corporation yeah uh, uh he goes um eddie responded to everyone who kind of resulted like because a lot of people are like ah you're shooting why are you doing this he goes calm down you think i'm gonna go bury the locker room i work for no i love our locker room and then went on to say competition is good Watch pro wrestling. I do not care. I grew up during days in the 90s where you had guys in ECW calling out everybody. You had WCW doing everything they could to beat WWF. And they did it, too. It's good. Competition's good. But then everybody watches because then everybody watches pro wrestling. When everyone watches it, for those who are into it for this, this happens. And then does the making money hand symbol. Um, Yeah. That's the perfect argument of that. It's like, yeah, competition's good. Call them out. Get people watching if what eddie said on the other show wakes up some guys in the company hell yeah good for them Mm -hmm. or they could just tow the company line and go after him yeah or that alternate yeah Yeah. (laughs) um or you know what they could like a lot of anti-vax shit on instagram oh uh before before that before yeah do we want to get into my secondary baby face well i'd like to get into heel rather what what did he do this week it's Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, Chris Jericho called out my girl Shotzi Blackheart, and I'm real miffed at him about it. Because uh, Shotzi, of course, after Jericho fell through the mattress after blood and guts, posted an, a, a, a gif of somebody jumping on a mattress. And Jericho was just like, if they ever leave, they don't have a job waiting for them in AEW. I can't believe they talked about that. Did you guys want me to get hurt? Why? why, why there's no other way to do that. And I'm like, firstly, Chris. We didn't want you to die. We just wanted the shot to not reveal you fell onto a fucking mattress. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't realize that all these years of professional wrestling have turned your skin into wet toilet paper. Oh, and uh, by the way, after that uh, conversation went up, Shotzi retweeted the gif a second time. All right. Uh, and also, like, I, I know Jericho, like, is a, a, a heavy hitter out there. He is not the person that decides whether you have a job or not in AEW. Uh, all right, Blake, get into your heels, baby. 
Alright, so first of all, my secondary heal, which is a bitter pill to swallow as... Oh, fuck! I, I forgot about this! Yeah. God! Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting there. Um... So you either die a hero, hero or, or live, live long, long enough. enough to see your heroes be anti-vaxxers. It's just horrible this place that we live in to see that because as we may have seen Sasha Banks who I will rightly point out is still on my Mount Rushmore of yes. women's wrestlers. We can't take it down. And has not directly come out with any of this. This is mostly people going to Instagram being like, what did they like? Who are they following? Which is, admittedly, creepy as fuck. But It is, but then again, like, I people I follow, I always see all of, like, I see stuff that they like. It, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it brings me to it, which is how a lot of people saw Sasha Banks liking a lot of anti-vax stuff, and it wasn't, like, jokey anti-vax stuff, it was real serious, like, conspiracy shit. And I was not- She she did like something uh, that said that masks block positive vibes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was some fucked up shit. So, yeah, uh, fuck. Um, I, uh, I didn't know that, um... Mandalorians didn't believe in vaccines. That's wow, it is. Wow, that whole cast is really coming coming down smaller and smaller. Uh huh. Well, it's just uh, you know what? I guess a lot of ladies in the cast would uh, just gonna have to fuck. That that was their. That was why the big send off with all the uh, all the women in Mando squad at the end of season two. Man, I hope um, Bill Burr is okay with coming back. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna get worse. We're gonna find out. Baby Yoda was there January sixth. It's gonna get oh. rough. <laughs> You see him force pushing a cop off. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my main ba- uh, heel of the week, because he's the fucking worst, is of course uh, Drake Younger. I- <laughs> Drake fucking Younger. Drake Young. Yep. Um. So Drake. Um. Is horrible. We all know. <laughs> six, about him. Six figure job. Six figure six job. Six figure job. And fucking okay. So Drake came out recently on this tirade against um WWE, and he posted a text message from John Laurinaitis to all the locker room about the updates to vaccines and masking. Um, and Laurinaitis's uh, message was effective immediately. At all upcoming TVs, if you have been fully vaccinated and no longer requ- you are no longer required to test or wear a mask. However, if you are fully vaccinated, make sure medical proof uh, of your vaccination is available. If you are not fully vaccinated, the standard protocol is still in place. So masks, tests, um, temperature checks. All right, that's fine. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. That, that sounds perfectly reasonable to you guys, right? Right, right? Well... Nah, nah. quite the old Drakey boy here. Because he came out and he said something along the lines of any company that is discriminating against employees that refuse to participate in an experimental medical procedure. (laughs) Not like it hasn't been. (laughs) I was gonna be like, Blake, don't read this whole thing, but now, Blake, you have to read this whole thing, because what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, keep it coming, baby. 
an experimental medical procedure by forcing them to show proof of vaccination in order to come to work in a normal capacity is violating basic human rights. <laughs> I question. <laughs> I question pushed back, and then defied this tyrannical overreach of control. <laughs> it's a privately owned company. It's privately They could say you have to come in in a thong, and guess what? If you don't, they can fire you. You work in Florida. Well, that didn't it's fit an there, at-will it's an at-will employment state. They can fire you for anything, jackass. <laughs> and they did. Um, well, that didn't fit their narrative, and I was punished. Faith is taking a stand and knowing that God has you covered. I lost my six-figure job for taking a stand on multiple fronts, and I don't regret it one bit. Your we family does. I hope your family calls you a douche. I hope your hope so. I hope your kids grow up, look back at you, and say, "Dad, you're a dumb piece of shit." <laughs> I, hope, I hope people look at you on the streets and just shake their heads and say, "You piece of shit." I hope I oh, come across God. you in Orlando and I can flip you off. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because he, this is when he gets to the. I'd rather flip burgers for the glory of God than sell my soul being part of a cabal that's pushing a deceptive lie that you must mask up or take a t take the jab in order to participate in every in normal everyday life. A company I thought was patriotic has now bowed to the communist mob agenda. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Go. Do, do you do you know see see I Scotty look up Look up Drake Drake's uh, Wikipedia page. He grew up in Kentucky, right? More than likely. Um, my thing is this: Drake Younger, like hardcore legend, for the longest years is like, I don't want to get a shot. Fuck you. Drake Younger doesn't know what communism is, <laughs> and I am not surprised. Uh, he at he, all. He grew at up in all. uh. He grew up in Indianapolis, by the way, but still. Fuck, that's just oh, fuck. as bad. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, from Indy. Like, I can tell you that is not good. That is not like he, good. He doesn't realize. It's just like you said, Dylan. It's a private company. That is the bread and butter of capitalism, you dipshit. Oh, God. Dumbass motherfucker. You know what? Fucking things like free speech don't apply when you are an employee of a private company. Does it suck? Yes, it does, sometimes. But in this case, they were right. Uh, let's see. He tweet. he put on Facebook, Once Christ is king, all lives matter, abortions murder, and then there's only two genders. So, wow. One clean sweep there. I didn't realize that he w frequented government meetings about masking. But yeah, apparently he did quite a bit and put on Facebook... My wife said some folks are apparently writing about our radical views. Human trafficking is slavery and we seek to eradicate it. Okay. You're good there. Abortion is murder and needs to be abolished. Okay, let's, let's talk this out. Children in my community are being forced by government to wear masks for eight hours against their parents' wishes. It's abuse. We have a God-ordained duty to speak up for the least of these and petition our magistrates to prevent harm upon children. If this is radical, then label me an extremist. For Christ, we're not called to fit in with the world. We're called to serve God. All right. So, um... So Drake just, Younger's an extremist. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Drake Younger is crazy. Drake Younger yeah. is certain. He took one too many chair shots to the head, and now he thinks he were like he is the hand of God. Yeah. That's essentially what happened here. I, I, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Well, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. So, Scotty, I hear, I hear that you're. Uh, if we're getting into baby faces, you oh, are continuing also, do you, off. Do you guys? Do you guys want to? Uh, want to like crowdsource seven hundred dollars to buy an AEW championship for ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com. Such a load of I say here's a. I say we all chip in two hundred and thirty-three dollars. And we, and then we just have an actual fight. No, and then the winner gets the belt. A real life triple threat. A real life triple threat match. Uh, no DQ because it's a triple threat. I'm clearly going to bring a chair. <laughs> well, can I bring a gun? I bring no. A gun. No, no, no. Murder is not okay. I'm not going to murder you. I'm just going to shoot you in the kneecap. By the way, by the, by, by the way, uh, it's it, the AEW championship and then also the signed copy of Mega Rand's book where he said uh, heel turning on each other is okay if it's for the book. My um, favorite part about this idea is Dylan is like, huh, those two idiots don't know it's no DQ. I'm going to bring a chair. Walks up. Blake has a gun. You stare at each other and then brrr, a fucking tank comes over the hill. <laughs> Uh, but no, like I said, Scotty, Scotty, don't lie to me. You don't have the credit to rate it. Rent a tank. <laughs> Is that a company? Rent a tank. You could just bring it down the. That was. I'd rent tanks every week. I'd be fucking broke as hell right now. Oh no, you just steal Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> he just comes in in this mini tank. We're just looking at him. We just, we just, we just kick it over. We're just like, all right, well, now that we're done with that shit. <laughs> um. So speaking of Drake Younger, <laughs> he went to uh, he went to one of his great board meetings about anti-maskers, but he had a friend with him. My baby face of the week, Joey Janela. The only name that could be said after AEW star kicked out of school board meeting for trolling with anti-mask rant, and I'd understand it. it uh, so Man, he's so good at fucking with people. Yeah, he's in, like, literally a grandpa shirt old this is the most florida man get up i have ever seen joey is in and literally on the news there is video of joey janella being kicked out of this thing going i'm just frustrated i'm, I'm just frustrated man and he's being let out he goes i was kicked out within five minutes for yelling at a doctor or something he was a liar <gasps> And he got a picture of him and Drake, and Drake has got the biggest shit-eating grin because he knows not what he's doing. He doesn't. He doesn't know the links that Joey Janela will go to. He doesn't know if you give him Enzo Amore's phone number, he will concoct an epic lie <laughs> on the spot. He uh did do a whole video as well of being in canon, like what his character would be. 
And he was just like, I went to Universal Studios. You know what? I saw a bunch of motherfucking kids with masks on everywhere when they're supposed to be having fun with the kids. And it's just Joey descending deeper into madness. Wonderful. That's all uh, I got. Like, that's it. That's my baby face of the week. God bless oh, you, Joey Janela. Did you see the, uh, the bit where he was... Oh, sorry. Just oh, no, real quick. Transitioning. Oh, uh, real quick. One last thing on Joey. Did you see the bit where uh, Drake Younger texted him back? No! Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey Janela, yeah. He tweeted and said, I got a text from a Florida number earlier today. It was Drake. He said... Nice to talk to you for a short bit last night. I'm right down the street if you need anything. So I don't know if I'm work if I worked him into thinking I'm really a born again Christian guy and a right winged guy. <laughs> Oofa so, uh, so, so speaking of a descent into madness, uh the young bucks are oh. the greatest thing on television. Oh. So every good. week. They outdouche themselves. Do you have any idea in 2021 how hard it is to outdouche yourself on TV? I screamed. Last week, Nick Jackson had the full, like, shorts t-shirt getup that had, like, a connector chain on the brim of his flat cap that went to nothing. He's got the (laughs) fake nose ring in. And then this week, Matt Jackson had just a mustache and sideburns, and Nick Jackson had the worst Fu Manchu goatee in the history of life. They looked like rejected porn stars, and it was amazing. I they are they they like their their gimmick of just public descent into madness is the greatest. Like oh yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it's a gimmick. I don't know what to call it. It's just <laughs> great. Like, I tune in every week just to be like, what are they going to do this time? Like, it's it's amazing. I don't know what they're channeling, where they're channeling it from, where they're buying these clothes from. <laughs> I don't know what search engine you use to find the shit they're wearing, but it's, it's working. I guess when you have EVP money... Or that you have, like, costume money for the show and you're just like, what do we spend it on? Bullshit. Nick, we spend it on bullshit. All of it. Bullshit. All do of you it. Think, do you oh, think my they've God. Gotten, they, they've, uh, do you think they heard us and, like, they they realize they've been on top for so long because they've just been the It was very soon after that. It was, like, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And then they just said, all right, we're going to outdo this. And we're going to see how long we can keep this up to fuck with the fight, boys. The minute um, uh, Matt came out with just a mustache, my mom has been giving me shit for having just a mustache. So I just ran down and screamed at her for about five minutes. She's like, you're not Matt Jackson. I said, shut up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Did you transport back like 10 years? Because that sounds like some conversation high school Scotty would have with his mom. Shut up, mom. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, no, Bucks fucking rule every single Uh, time. The young Bucks are great. Their match is great. Their antics are great. Like uh, fucking uh, Cutler, like spraying Nick in the face for an obscenely long amount of of cold spray. To a point where even commentary was saying... Just stop spraying it. Just stop. And Cutler's just going. Yeah. Uh, it was 
it was so good. The Good Brothers are there in their fucking, uh, their fucking baseball jerseys and fucking, of course, fucking Docs is sixty nine. Yeah, and it's they're just it's just so just it's so stupid. They're so, like I I can't think of another word for it. It's it's amazing them and it wraps back around though it's so stupid it wraps back around to being the best fucking thing it's like the wingmen like you just look at them and like this is this is a porn star entourage from the 70s and you're like why do i want to watch more (laughs) why do i i love jd drake i can't tell you how much i enjoyed jd drake as a wrestler since he joined the wingmen it's amazing yeah yeah like he's the he's the straw that stirs the drink. Like they really needed like <laughs> one blue collar guy that was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking sexy. Look at me in this shirt." And he's not. It's great. The whole thing is amazing. Them the way. Oh my god. AEW. AEW succeeding on so many levels across multiple shows. It is astounding. I can't wait to see what they do on the road. Because I know they're going to start pulling local talent for dark and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Well, Props so, yeah, no. No, I can't wait to see uh, the Young Bucks uh, just douche masters. <laughs> masters <laughs> of general. douche. Uh, also, um, the fact that New Bio is their new shit, one of their shirts now. <laughs> oh, yeah. New Bio. Nick, Nick, it's like Nick. Nick has like dirty blonde hair, but a black beard. It's the darndest thing. <laughs> Can't believe it. All right, all right. Blakey Let's T, bring us home. Yeah, my baby face, and it's a, it's kind of a, a sad baby face, um, but a hopeful one, um, because uh, my baby face is just the, uh, the support and the amount that people in, um, like that have worked for the company, love Tyler Breeze. On a nice um, hot day, man. laying back, and then the wind comes across my face, and all I could think is, love that breeze. And that's all I could think about today is just how much I love that breeze. Because I believe that uh, Breeze had been in the company since the in, like early NXT show days, like when NXT oh was FCW just off the ground FCW that was it. Yeah, he was part of the original FCW roster. Mike um, Dalton, which yep. Um, and he, that, he, he teamed he, with, uh, with Hikaleo. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, with Leaky. He, he teamed uh, with I Leaky. Mean, he's been there for so long. He was just one of those longstanding people. Everybody knew him and so many people had good things to say. Like, um, Bailey, for example, uh, tweeted, uh, Bree spent so much time teaching me things in the ring, watching my matches, little details, character work, and teaching me, uh, in life. I would re- literally write that wh- I would that I would literally write what would Breeze do on my wrist for my matches. Yep. Um even uh, Amanda Huber uh sent him a shout out. Um posted about uh Tyler Breeze um uh, on an appreciation post. Um one of my favorite people. Uh aka my oldest son. Um I mean uh Tyler and- was one of those people that was just it, it's liter- and it's appropriate cuz they own a wrestling school together but tyler reminds me a lot of sean spears just a guy with a brilliant fucking mind for the business who could do anything and so they did nothing with them (laughs) adam cole was streaming hollow knight on twitch when he found out 
So it is immortalized the fact that he was he got down and he was reading the posts about Breeze getting released, and you could tell that he was about to cry. He was trying so hard not to. Um, and I can't even get into Xavier Woods and how much appreciation and how much loss he must feel right now. Like I mean, they real. were they were together since FCW. Like Consequences yep. Creed and Mike Dalton was like a team down there. And like and and Woods helped him come up with his character. Like they were spitballing a character to save Breeze's like career, essentially. Yeah. yeah. When they came up yep. with Tyler Breeze. And that I mean and since then, he took it and run with it. He had, I mean, he he was the person that uh, they put up against Jushin Thunder Liger in Liger's only match in uh, any of the company's brands, like in the in that NXT match. Like it was fucking awesome. I really yeah. feel like, Liger. I really feel like much like Samoa Joe, those two are going to get hired back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things where, like, Triple H is going to be like, I'm sorry. Uh, he's going to go up to go, I'm sorry, what What did you do? What did you do? Like, I wouldn't... I will, br- I will crack you like a glow stick. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, uh, I'm about to bust my nose through your face right now. My uh. wife? My wife can crack you like a glow stick. I need you to sit down and shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, uh appreciation for tyler breeze he has said that he is taking bookings but not starting a podcast yeah he uh he's apparently recorded a lot of up up down down stuff in advance and that's going to be coming out and after that they don't know what he i mean like he is one of the big figureheads of that channel and if i was woods i'd just be like hey can i hire a new host for the channel what's his name don't worry about it but he's on the channel now People love him. We're going to bring him in. Yeah, no. Fuck, man. At this point, I feel like he's like... I feel like if he loses Cesaro, that's it. The channel's dead. Oh, yeah. It's going to be... If he loses Cesaro or Cole, it's over. He's got the stuff with Breestart, which is best roommates ever. It's um, Mia Yim, Shayna. Can't remember who else is on there. And they, they do stuff like every Friday, but... That's not the stuff I watch. I watch Uno, which was Breeze, Woods, Chugs, Adam Cole, and Cesaro. I watch Battle of the Brands, which, holy fuck, I'm scared for that now in the future, because that was almost all Breeze and Woods. So, the future is uncertain, but the impact that Breeze had on everybody that knew him and worked with him is everlasting. He ain't dead. He gonna end up somewhere else. Like, Jesus. The way people were posting about him, it felt like it, huh? Uh-uh, no, that boy's gonna stick around. That boy's gonna be a, a, a millionaire. I wanna go train at Flatbacks one day. Just, like, teach me. I hope that one day he does have enough money to buy seasonal residences. <laughs> All right, what'd you boys learn this week? I learned that... Um, I learned from Jungle Boy the greatest lesson of all, that you just gotta put on the iron claw right there in front of the camera. Go magna. I, uh, I learned that WWE ain't nothing but a fucking communist company being run by one of the biggest communists in the world, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We know how much Vince McMahon loves communism. Oh, yeah. Loves it. 
Uh, I learned cowboy shit is forever. Damn right. Where can people find y'all on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, and at the Future Best Friends on YouTube. You can find me at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all my other podcasts, but most importantly, The Weird, the actual play TTRPG that can be found at jointheweird.com or on loudspeaker.fm every other Tuesday night. Oh, is that it? Is that? Oh, shit. That's when I come in. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Megaran. Um, go give him some listens anywhere you can find great music because anywhere where there's great music, there is Megaran. And as always, you can find us at a load of Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Kenny Omega. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>